Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 7. Beginning in verse 1, we read, After these things, Jesus was walking in Galilee, for he wouldn't walk in Judea because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the feast of the Jews, the feast of booths, was at hand. His brothers therefore said to him, Depart from here and go into Judea, that your disciples also may see your works which you do. For no one does anything in secret while he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, reveal yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. Now the earthly siblings of Jesus seemed to not grasp the magnitude of who their brother really was. They at least did not understand his message and or what he was trying to accomplish. That much was clear. They urged Jesus to go to Jerusalem and to display his miraculous ability among the crowds gathered there for the feast. In this, apparently, was the idea of, well, showmanship. Thoughts of miraculous displays to the tune of a magic show to impress the people. Now, what their exact intentions were behind this suggestion, we don't know. Maybe it was self-serving or cynical perhaps even taunting. We don't really have an idea. But we do know that they did not believe that their brother Jesus was the actual Messiah. However, we also know that Jesus didn't need any man to give him ministry tips. The Gospel of Mark chapter 3 tells us that his family thought he was crazy. There seemed to be the implication that Jesus was, or at least should have been, looking for publicity and fame. The thought is, Well, Jesus, if you really are somebody, as you claim that you are, then step up to the plate. And what Jesus was experiencing was something that many of us have felt. Sadly, our greatest opposition comes most often from those who are closest to us, such as a painful reality of the faith and a family. Jesus had chosen rather to minister in Galilee for a time. He was avoiding Judea in an attempt to delay his martyrdom and until he was able to complete his earthly calling of ministry. And compared to Judea, Galilee was remote, obscure, and frankly inconsequential. Yet Jesus chose to minister there instead of places where perhaps he could have had a bigger following or at least a faster growth. Perhaps that is a lesson to be learned by those of us seeking to be used by God in ministry. The Feast of Booths, or the Feast of Tabernacles, was one of the most important events in the Jewish calendar. It was held at a harvest time and remembered the rescue from the land of Egypt. It was a holiday that looked forward to the day when the Messiah would reign and the nation would live in peace and prosperity. Verse 6 says, Jesus therefore said to them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world can't hate you. But it hates me, because I testify about it, and that it work that its works are evil. You go up to the feast, I'm not yet going up to this feast, because my time is not yet fulfilled. Now the life and the ministry of Jesus was one of order. Each decision and every movement was in accordance with the plan 
and the direction from his father. Nothing was done because of emotion or the passion of the moment. So far, the strategic moment to manifest himself openly to the world simply had not yet come. You see, to his brothers, any time was a good time because, well, they lived according to the flesh. They lived according to their own plans, which were set by their own desires and wills. Many people live this way. Jesus here declares a great truth, and that is the world is quite likely going to hate you for being a true follower of Christ. John 15:19 says, If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, since I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Christ's siblings, they knew nothing of this kind of life. They were accepted. They were received by the world at large because they were quite simply a part of it. 1 John 4, 5 says, They are of the world. Therefore they speak as of the world and the world hears them. Certainly this acts as a litmus test for any of us who believe ourselves to be children of the kingdom. Does the world accept and readily receive you? <laughs> what a sad commentary on the state of mankind. A perfect sinless man arrives and lives among us and we seek to kill him. No doubt because the brightness of his light tends to expose our closet skeletons, the dirt under the rug, so to speak. And when this happens, one of two things Results. One, we humble ourselves before this living God, crying out to Him and repenting before Him. Or we lash out in any attempt to destroy Him, His followers, and all that He stands for. F.B. Meyer once wrote, Ah, it is one of the most terrible rebukes that incarnate love can administer when it says of any now, as it did of some in the days of His flesh, quote, The world cannot hate you, end quote. Not to be hated by the world, to be loved and flattered and caressed by the world, is one of the most terrible positions in which a Christian can find himself. What a bad thing I have done, asked the ancient sage, that he should speak well of me. The absence of the world's hate proves that we do not testify against it that its works are evil. The warmth of the world's love proves that we are of its own. The friendship of the world is enmity with God, and whoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. You see, Jesus tells his brothers to go on up to the feast, and why not? It seems they loved the religious more than God, and the motions of faith more than the person of faith. Such acts are easy, for these things are mere outward actions that demand no evidence, nor do they tell of the true state of man's soul. Verse 9 we read, Having said these things to them, he stayed in Galilee. But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he also went up, not publicly, but as it were, in secret. The Jews therefore sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much murmuring among the multitudes concerning him. Some said, He's a good man. And others said, Not so, but he leads the multitudes astray. Yet no one spoke openly for him for fear of the Jews. Now we need to know that Jesus did indeed desire to be at the feast. And further, the Old Testament directives from his father actually called for him to be there. However, the successful completion of his mission required that he, well, do so quietly at this point. We know that Jesus often sought time alone. He also often moved quietly in ministry. It seemed to never be his desire to be flashy or to be out front. 
if it wasn't for his faithful biographers, one would have to wonder if we would ever know about his wondrous works. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.